Hello and welcome to the July 4th, 2021 edition of the Little Zion Baptist Church Podcast. Happy Independence Day to everyone, and we hope that you are having a safe and joyful holiday. Today's message is entitled, Being Prepared. And now, your pastor, Brother Robert Medley. Kind of a continuation from this morning that I uh, kind of felt uh, that I had a few more scriptures this morning. Not that I was in a hurry, but we thinking about and it was focusing uh, on God's coming. And this may have a little bit a different spin to it, just a little bit, if you so want to call it that way, that it's kind of being prepared, being prepared. If we're focusing on the Lord, we need to be prepared, and we are prepared. And as Marcia was saying, and see the evidence, and we've seen evidence in our life and in our, our Christian walk of how God has blessed us and he has kept his hand upon us and continuing to do so. It, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's wonderful to know and, and to see and to feel. The, the, the blessings of God helping us through this walk of life that we have, uh, that we go through, and seeming sometimes it seems like the burden gets so heavy that we can't seem to bear, but God is always there. And he is good, and we say that a lot, and he is in control of everything in, 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 this, in, this gener- in our life today. We were looking at <clears throat> the scriptures th- uh, this morning, but I want us to go to Matthew, the 25th chapter, and I was saying focus on God. Our focus on his coming. But we're going to see this in real familiar scriptures with you, and I'm sure you've read it many times. It's the 25th verse, and it's about the ten virgins. <clears throat> but I, what I had in, in my thought tonight was <clears throat> there was a ten, there were five foolish and five wise. But that first verse in the 25th chapter says, Then said the, <clears throat> then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. The, the, the important part of the word there that I was focusing on went to meet the bridegroom. They were going to meet the bridegroom. And as I said in, open, in, in just a few minutes, a few little while back, I was saying being prepared. So these ten virgins was going out to meet the bridegroom. They were going there. And as I was saying this morning, being focused, being focused on what was happening. If you and I were going somewhere, and we kind of mentioned that already, but was going somewhere, we're kind of focused on what we're doing. We're making preparations of things that we might need and we might take. Oh, yeah, there's always something if you go somewhere. I'm sure Marcia can uh, say that about her trip. She had just got back. She had forgot to take something, but it wasn't something that, you know, she couldn't live without maybe. But we're talking about this evening in this, um, the 25th chapter of this, and it says, and the five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were wise took lamps and took oil, took Excuse me. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. It seemed like a time that they had went and the five was went. And I, I can't put words in their mouth and I'm not trying to, to make you think. I mean, I know how uh, you may have uh, really accepted these scriptures in your life and reading them. But it looks to me like, to me, it looks like the five of those wasn't worried too much about what was happening. They were going to meet the bridegroom. There was ten of them. I'm going to meet the bridegroom. I can see today haphazardly people, if you want to so use that word, sometimes we just kind of think, well, we, we'll do this. and Well, maybe I won't need that. The thought may never have crossed their mind that they needed oil. But there was five of them that realized that they needed to take oil with them because they, they, they wasn't aware of what time the bridegroom was going to come 
But it says in the sixth verse, it says, At the midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Their lamps had been burning, of course, or getting ready. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. They didn't go prepared. They wasn't focused on what was happening, maybe. They were maybe focusing on knowing where they were going and what they were doing, but they might not have realized what, had, what the meaning of was of taking oil with them. But the, but the word tells us uh, in the next verse, but the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be any, not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him and the mar- at the marriage, went in to the marriage, and the door was shut. The five had went away because the other five was not able to give. You say, is that selfish? No, they, were making, they made the preparations. They were focused on what they were doing. They were giving in their time. They were, in, in their time, they knew what they needed. But it looked at that, and it said at midnight. And that happened at midnight that the cry came. And we know, and we've studied, and we've talked about Paul and Silas. What happened to them? It was a different story. I realize that. But at midnight, they began to cry out and sang praises unto God and give God the praise and glory for all that he's done. And that was the midnight hour. And this was talking about the midnight hour. This were these ten virgins. And the five of them, their lamps had gone out. They had burned and the light was gone. And it's, it's kind of tough uh, out there in the dark without lights. Uh, uh, we know that. We thank God for electricity. Thank God for candles. Uh, but it, it is tough. But they realized this and they needed their lamp. But the lamp that they had had gone out. And they began to ask, and why did, he, why did they say five and five? I don't know. But they were five. They were pretty well balanced there. But they went to buy. They went to seek for more oil to, to, to keep their lamps going. And when they were gone, the cry came. The cry came. That's today we look at different situations in life when God calls upon us to receive him as our savior, to forgive us of our sins. When that cry comes into us, if you want to so call it a cry, I think it's a, I think it's a great warning. It's a great opportunity when we accept. Not only it's an, it's an opportunity to accept, but the great, the great part is when we accept and we have given our heart unto the Lord. But the, but the cry came in. When, can you remember, as, as we were singing that last congregational song, <clears throat> Standing on the Promise? No, that wasn't what we sang. Precious memories. There you go. Precious memories. Can you remember the times that you had known for a fact, that you know without a shadow of a doubt, that God has slipped into your, into your prayer? He has slipped into the need in your life that you needed, that you needed that special touch. You needed that special uplifting from what he has, <clears throat> from what you were needing at that moment in life. But God is always there, and He was there at this time. But the five went in, but the five did. The other five didn't make it. The, the, the foolish one. The verse eleven says, and afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open the open to us. 
But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And that's what we were talking about this morning uh, uh, to a little bit. It says, when the Son of Man cometh, whenever he cometh, we're focused, we're ready, we're ready to go. There's things in life that upsets us. There's things in life that gets our attention. There's things in life that tries to sap uh, the, the goodness, the feeling, the happiness from us. But there's also the Word of God that when we can read the, the Word of God, how He so have blessed His people throughout the times that He walked this earth, uh, throughout all the times, and, and the miracles He performed, uh, and, and the healings, uh, which would be a miracle, uh, no doubt, that He performed in people's lives, in our lives. He performs some, and stuff in our lives I don't want to call it stuff miracles that he that he performed for you and I to help us to get through these tough situations and he does he is and he will be there for us always well, I would think that would be one be one of the hardest uh, heartbreaking soul crushing heart crushing words to say I never knew you I never knew you but friends, let me tell you, aren't you glad tonight, Christians, that we know that there, we know where we stand with the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that there is, a, uh, there is great. Uh, we can see we've been delivering. We've been delivered from this world of sin. We've been to, what I'm saying, the world of sin, the world is sinful. We're not out of this world yet, but we've been delivered from the sin in the world because of him. He gave us this opportunity. He showed us the way to go. He has written, he has written the instructions for you and I to follow oh yeah I'm not good at following instructions on paper and some of them I don't even understand and you flip over to the back of it and I can't read it because it's in another language you know uh, they, 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 they've got it all the bases covered you know someone was telling the other day we was talking and it said I really like to talk on the phone to someone when you're talking to someone if you want to if you wanted to What I'm saying is today, he's given us the instructions. He tells us exactly how to do it. He gives us that, he gives us that inspiration to keep them wanting to go and serve him. But these, these ladies was talking here. They didn't take enough with them to keep theirs going, but the five did. But that last verse is kind of, it's a heartbreaking verse where it says, uh, uh, I never knew you. Or, or open the door and it says, I know you not what it says when they ask to open the door. Friends, today there's people that's going to come to the realization <clears throat> sometime in their life, and I don't know when, how, but I know that there's coming a time <clears throat> that these words will be spoken to them. I never knew you because they never taught the, took the heed of time, took the heed, took the word that, that God has given them, has given to them and letting, letting them know. We think of today, I think of today how blessed I am I want to brag on myself how blessed I am to know that I know that I'm saved and going to a better place. Aren't you glad that you know that tonight? Aren't you glad that you have oil in your lamps that keeps burning? Aren't you glad that you can go to the refilling station and, 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 just, and just let God touch your heart and fill your cup? Let it overflow. Just continue to overflow. Whenever we make preparations in serving God, and we do every day, when we make that preparation, Lord, I, I love you. 
I live for you. I want to live for you. That's getting, that's staying prepared. That's staying prayed up, praying, lifting him up in prayer. And we receive the blessings of life that he has for us. But this didn't happen with five of those. They didn't have enough oil. They didn't have enough oil. They wasn't prepared to spend the night. However, it was this way was meant, meant for them. But they knew that the five knew that they just they just barely had enough. Or they felt like that they just barely had enough for them. So you know, that's why it's important when we're serving God, when people find the Lord and we do this and we read the instructions that He gives us to stay in the center of His will doing what he has asked us to do. I know there's things that happens in life that kind of gets us sometimes to a distracted attention. Sometimes we may lose the focus just for a little bit. Sometimes we may think uh, of something, uh, but, but isn't it great to have his, uh, to have his great big hands kind of to bring us back, so to speak, in life to get us focused back on what we're doing. Isn't that great? Isn't, isn't that great? How many, how many of us wear glasses? Uh, and, and, and I can count you, but how many of us wear glasses at some time? We have a little trouble focusing, you know. Uh, I don't know what you call that, but you move them up and down. And most of the time on mine, it's just called dirt. And you, if you wipe them off, you see a lot better, you know. Uh, Jack said, here's his probably speck from welding, you know. I mean, he's got to, uh, so he kind of looks between you. You see him turn his head like that sometimes. He's not really uh, making fun of you. He just can't see you. But we focus. We focus our, our glasses sometimes. We have to make an uh, adjustment. You say, well, what's that got to do with the message? We focus on God. Sometimes we, make a, we have to make an adjustment in life. You say, well, is it wrong? Well, we may have felt like it was wrong, and it may not be exactly what God would want, but we make that adjustment, and it begins to look clearer to us. It begins to make us feel better. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't like to sit in our house. We have about the poor sliding back in 1970, I believe, when that house was built. You didn't have lights in the ceiling. Everything's a lamp. And, and, and so that's not, no, Scott, I haven't got that for you. <laughs> but we, everything's a lamp. And, and we try to, we try, we've, we've tried LED, or we're trying LED, we're trying everything. And, and I guess the bottom line is I'm going to have to install ceiling lights, you know, in the, in the ceiling so you can see. But it's kind of, I, I don't like to do this and do this and this and this. But I can't get focused. But I'm talking about focusing on something that Jesus Christ, when we're focused on him, he's going to lead us the right way and give us that instructions that we need. When I was growing up, I never worked with a horse in my life. And if it doesn't have a stern wheel and a horn, I can't hardly do much with it. in this truck and in all this round and all the letters on the sides of it. If I have to tell them who they are, maybe they don't need this package, you know. But what I'm saying is, uh, uh, you know, but, but that was, but, but, there, but, but I always wondered about the blinders. Uh, they were called blinders, I guess. Maybe some of you have followed a horse in time, no doubt have, and that's, that's great. You, as I said the other day, you don't want to take nothing for your raising because that, that was your raising, and you, you, you look back upon it. But you, after you look back upon it, 
you're thankful of what you have today because of the grace of God that you're living where you're living today. But this, they were on, these, on this horse for a certain purpose, to keep that horse focused the way that it should go. I, I think that's what they were for. That's kind of what I had been told. But we don't, we, sometimes we, the Lord has to put blinders on us because the devil is so raging at us that we got to remember. And what the blinders, are, to me, is the Word of God. Whenever we read in the Word, thou shalt not. Or when we read in the Word, I will bless thee. When we read in the Word, keep my commandments. When we just keep reading in the Word, how he has touched us, keeping me focused, uh, keeping me centered upon his will, guiding and directing me. Yes, but we can remember tonight. We can remember always how good God is. We say that many times in church, probably every Sunday, every time we meet that, <clears throat> that I'm here. I don't know if we do that so much in, in, in Bible study, but, but, but we say that, and we know that God is good, and we know that He is all the time. It's not just on Sunday morning. It's not just on Wednesday night. He is good to us every moment of every second in our lives. He takes care of us. You say, well, I have disappointment. Sure we do. We have disappointment, but he is still there taking care of the need in our life. He is still there meeting, meeting that, that, that need that you and I have that is seemingly, and I'm not saying this lightly, that is seemingly unbearable because there is times that the devil is, is so strong and I'm not giving him credit, but he is so strong that it takes an extra prayer sometimes to, come, to be an overcomer of what is happening in our lives. But God is there, and he is good. He's going to take care of those needs. We are prepared, you and I, coming to church, reading the word of God, having to fellowship one with another, loving the testimonies, the singing that he lets us sing through our heart when we feel the inspiration of singing, when we feel inspired to say or do something to reach, to touch souls, to help win souls. It's wonderful. And that is nothing but called preparation. We're getting ready. He's getting us ready to go because it says no one knows the hour. Can you imagine what it would be like? I can't. But if we knew... But that's unheard of. Only the Father knows. Only the Father knows. The angels in heaven don't even know. And he's pretty close to them. But the angels in heaven. But the main line is staying focused, being prepared, being prepared. When we are prepared, God is in the midst. He's in the midst of everything. He's there. I like that song sometimes that Brother Chris sings. He sings, and I, I've had him, I've, I've requested him to sing it, and I hope he sings it again sometime. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. When we stay prepared, when we are prepared, when we are focusing on God, isn't it a wonderful feeling just to know, just to know that everything's going to be all right? My mother-in-law, before she passed on, she called me to her bedside, and she said, she said, I'm afraid. And I said, why are you afraid? You know where you're going. You know where your eternity lies. And she said, yeah, that's not what I'm afraid of. I said, what are you afraid of? She said, I don't want to be by myself when I die. And we made that commitment in life that she would not be. 
and it so ha or I said we made that commitment. We told her we wouldn't, and, and and you know that so happened that we weren't there, and that wasn't a, a lie or that wasn't something, but it just so happened that we weren't there. But but we went and seen her just a few hours before she went on to be with the Lord. But you know what? She was calmed down at that time. She was ready. She said, I'm ready to meet the Lord. She had fought this disease for 20-some years. We'd asked the doctor how long she would live with this when we first she was first diagnosed, and he said the most he knew of was five years. And she lived to be 20, or lived 20 years to overcome this. She had, but she, at the whole time, she kept telling me that she and us that she was ready to go, ready to go. But there came that time, that fear, that she didn't want to be by herself, you know, and and I don't really, I don't know. Uh, I've never, never faced death in my life. I'm going to, maybe, or go by the way of the rapture when he's coming, you know, one of the two. It really, yeah, it matters because I know I want to be ready, you know. I'm, I am ready. I'm ready to go. But what I'm saying is going to meet the Lord. But there's a place prepared for me that is beyond imagination. Beyond my imagination. I can't imagine how great, how wonderful heaven is going to be like. And when they went to meet the bridegroom in these scriptures tonight, as we've seen, there was five of them that were ready. Prepared. Prepared. Someone told me just not a, just a few days ago about we were talking, and I don't want to leave this on a sad note, but it's glorious and a wonderful time. And I have done a few of those <coughs> several of those funerals that knowing that they were ready to meet the Lord. And it's a pleasure to know that they're ready to go. You may never have, I have never felt like I have, had the words to really comfort those people. But reading God's word and letting them know the promises that they have on this earth, they have reached and now they're in heaven rejoicing over the promises that he promised in the word of God. I promise you that we can never go wrong in serving God. I don't have to instruct you for that. You already know that. There is no, there is no uh, <clears throat> catch-22s as the word is. The Bible is true. And it doesn't matter what I think. What the word says is going to be the, the word. What the word says, that settles it. And it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what I think, even though we may have opinions. And I guess everyone has one. There's no doubt. But the final line is what the Bible says is what it's going to be. It's going to be that way. He's coming back. He's going to get those that have made themselves ready or keeping ready. Aren't you glad you're keeping ready? Isn't it great? You get up of a morning and prepare for your day's work. Uh, you, uh, you may sit around in your night clothes until you get your coffee drank and all of this. And that's fine. That's wonderful. We do that. But we, you may do that. But before you enter into this world, you have made preparation to be presentable. Okay, I got off there. Yeah, you're not closed. You're still probably presentable, you know. But what I'm saying is, but we make ourselves, we're prepared to be, to meet, to go out. Same way with serving God. We don't sit around home slacking God at all. We're there serving Him. But there comes that time that we pray, we ask God, we read our daily bread, we, 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 we worship Him, we give Him praise and glory for everything. Vicki and I was going to lunch today, if you call it dinner or supper, whatever, and this lady met us outside as she was coming out. 
And she said, I've got, I want to tell you something. And, and I said, okay. And she said, it was about our grandson that had just found the Lord. And she said, the preacher himself was surprised because it was in Bible school. And he gave the, she was telling us, we haven't ever talked to him about it. We're going to let him kind of tell us about it. We did say thank you for joining the family of God. We, we give him that. We give him the right hand of fellowship and all of that. But she said that it was during Bible school. Heather, we're getting ready to go to Bible school, praise God. And, and she said it was during Bible school on the closing part of family night or however you want to call that, the program night, whatever it is. She said the preacher used the, the method or the saying of the ABCs, and we went through that, you know, and he was there, and they said, everybody be praying, still praying, no one looking around, talking to the kids. And he said, if you feel like coming, make your way. And she said, he was the first to go. Isn't it great that God touches the heart of a person that way? He realized that he needed God. He was, he's making, he was making preparation of meeting God someday. And he made that commitment in that Bible school. We're never too young. We're never too old. Wouldn't that be great? I wouldn't care, Sister Heather, if that night of our program or even through Bible school, if, if we had some, some people, that, some sinners to come and give their heart to God. Wouldn't it be great? Because there is people that is touched through a child. Brother Kenny was sharing with me this morning. He said he's going to be in a kind of a situation that, that, that I've been in and told you about. I think Easton's going to preschool, is it, for half a day or something? And I think it's going to be his responsibility to kind of see about him, you know, and all this stuff. And he, I think he asked Lisa maybe, or I'm not sure, but he said, wonder if he's going to be as attached to me, uh, as, to me as Christian is to you. I think what he meant is he going to spoil her as much as I spoil Christian. I think that's the bottom line. I'm not real sure. But friends, you know what? And, and I mean this with all the love. God is spoiling us. He's giving us the very best. Isn't that great? Isn't it great? Isn't it, he, don't we just want to love him? Just like those grandkids wants to love us because we're good to them. And we don't want to do anything that would hurt or harm them, but we're good to them. God is good to you and I. He takes us, he gives us that peace, that happiness, that joy. Why can't I say, Lord, I love you? Why can't I say, Lord, I praise you? Making that preparation to go be with him. My eyes keeping focused upon him. I'm to the age now at one time I could drive and look off and I could even look into the back. But now when I drive, you best don't, if you talk to me, just say something that I won't have to look at you because when I look at you, the wheel goes that way. You do that too? I've heard of that. I really have. I, but I do that. But that has to do with old age. But what I'm saying is, I, I, I'm not focused on what I'm doing. I'm focused on what they're saying to me. You know what? And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Just as long as you don't run off the road. I think that's why they're widening the road, you know. And just in, in that case, and they have what they call rumble. Don't you like to run over them? Well, they make a wonderful sound. You know, and, and I do that at an inconvenient time when Vicky's trying to take a nap coming back from Springfield or something, and, and she's trying to nap, and I hit those, and, and I'm already in trouble. I knew that before she says anything. And she'll say, she's learned. She's learned. I'm awake. <laughs> That's the answer I get. 
but I can't, I can't understand all of those things. And they're making cars now that, that when you get across the line, it'll beep at you or there's a light. Does yours do that? It does? Fine. But they beep at you. But we're keeping focused upon what God has us to do. Aren't you glad of that today? Aren't you glad that you've got oil in your lamp? Aren't you glad that you're prepared to meet the Lord, the bridegroom? Aren't you glad that someday that that's going to very well happen to you, that you're going to, to be able to go there? You're going to be able to spend the rest of eternity, not the rest, you're going to spend eternity with the Lord forever and forever. And we're not going to hear those words. I know you're not. We're going to hear those enter in. Come on and be with me. Come on in. I don't know just how he's going to say it, but come on in. I would like to hear advertisements on TV or, or programs. We, you can get ministry on, pro, on the TV, but how great God is. But you never hear of a, of, a, of, a, of a news commentator ever saying they've had a revival breakout. They've had a, they've had a wonderful time. So many was baptized. We never hear that. And I'm sure it happens in our world today. But the world is so negative about things in life. It is discouraging to people. But what is encouraging to people is having the love of God, having that peace, that joy, that happiness. Aren't you glad of that today? Yeah, when the time comes and we lose a loved one, there's sadness. Our hearts are crushed for a while. And, and we remember that forever. I mean, it's not like we've put them in the ground or put them in the grave. Let me put it that way. Put them in a grave and forgotten them. No. No, that's not what we're saying. They're no longer with us on this earth. They're no longer present. But there's coming a day, knowing God, knowing that their soul was ready to meet him, focused on him, having that preparation made in their life, that we will someday, someday, we will have the very best of best, the very best of best, because it's said in his word, he's going to take care of us. I go to repair a place for you. I don't know what that place is. He's preparing it. But I do know what the word says. I go to prepare a place for you. Where I am, you can be also. Isn't that great? God is so good. He blesses us daily. We, we don't want to fail to overlook the blessings of life. Father, we thank you tonight for your blessings of life. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the instructions of life that you have given us every day of our life. Lord, we know there's time that we may, that I may have failed you. There's maybe times, Lord, that I have kindly, uh, kindly drifted and wondered about the situation in life, in the world. But there's that time that you bring me back, Lord, to where I need to stand and look forward and keep going on and pressing on for you. Lord, giving the determination in my life to find you peace, glory, and joy. Lord, we thank you for all of that today. We thank you for the church, the praying people. Lord, we thank you for their support of supporting the church. Lord, support the pastor we thank you lord for all those things god that they have they have a wonderful great heart lord they want to serve you they want the realization lord of knowing the blessings and feeling the blessings lord that you outpour upon us and upon the church go with us and guide us bless our home bless these precious people tonight lord and we'll give your name the praise in jesus name amen Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope that you received a blessing from today's message. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, we encourage you to. We are available on most uh, podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. 
If you cannot find us on your platform, please email us and we'll try to add it. Our email address is littlezionTrask at gmail.com. That's littlezion, T-R-A-S-K, at gmail.com. We hope that you join us next time. Until then, we hope that you have a blessed week.